Welcome to Boiler Up Down South. I am Garrett Shearman here with Drew Schneider, mm-hmm. and today we get to talk about a big old win. Duh, a yeah. big old win, and I'm very excited to talk about how everything I prophesized with when this offense clicks, it's going to click, and we can hang half a hundred points on somebody. So, um, yeah, uh, let's uh, pay some bills here with some ads, and then we'll uh, get right down into the uh, gloating. Welcome back to Boiler Up Down South. Uh, Drew, start us off, man. What'd you like? What'd you like? Because that was fun. Oh, man. I liked the defense getting after it early in the game and creating that turnover for a touchdown. Because, like, that's the things that have been going against Purdue all season. Those are the plays that, like, teams have made against them, and it was nice to see them come out and get that uh, big play, explosive play on the board from their defense to really sort of set the tone uh, of that entire game. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of corner blitzes in general, and then the untouched corner blitz that resulted in the defensive touchdown. Uh, who, who jumped on that ball in Did the end zone? Langham? Langham? I, I think it was Langham. Langham. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, quite satisfying, and that's when I was kind of like, all right, Purdue's got some fight in this defense. Uh, it was the first game that Ryan Walters kind of, as Drew said, took over the sticks like you're passing off a video game controller to somebody. Um, and I think we both agreed we don't necessarily like that long term. We don't want uh, Ryan Walters to spread himself too thin. He wants to trust his coordinators and position coaches. That being said, oh, that defense looked great. That looked great. And that last touchdown uh, was definite offensive pass interference so I'm gonna say we beat him 44 to 13 I'm not counting that uh that last touchdown because I'm petty uh but d- d- the coverage secondary coverage looked great uh they were getting after the quarterback uh Purdue entered this game as one of the two worst if not the worst third down defense in the Big Ten and held uh held Illinois to two first downs on third on third down. That's that's all I need. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. No, we uh, also a pretty clean game. Uh, I think we were mentioning uh, penalties. Uh, they cleaned those up. The three uh, only three penalties for fifteen yards on the game. I think three false starts maybe. So um, you know, all in all, that was the complete game we've sort of been looking for. Now, obviously, it helps that Illinois is just booty cheeks bad. Just cheeks, cheeks, cheeks. Um, and uh, missed some big plays. I think while we can definitely say the defense was much better and it's possible that the improved sort of pass rush aided in some just off the mark throws by Luke Altmeyer that would otherwise probably been touchdowns. Um, but you know, again, those are the plays that Purdue has been victim to and hasn't been making over the first, you know, four weeks of the season. They're the ones that have been given up the long passes and they're the ones that have been like just having you know, sure touchdowns glance off their fingertips. So, um, you know, all in all, I think water found its level there. Um, Ryan Walters calling the defense is definitely, uh, tell you what, that's a 
bold move for a first-year head coach to just after, uh, what was it after the third game? Fourth. Fourth game. Oh, season is flying by. After the fourth game, just saying, you know what, this does not look like I want it to look, and I think I have a solution to that problem and take over play calling. I mean, that's a that is definitely a coach that is uh, proactive and looking to uh, get on top of things before they become serious issues. Yeah, and I mean, we saw the result. It, it was quite good. I think. I think what with what Drew was saying is they did kind of Illinois did kind of miss a few uh, plays that they might have had. But again, I I credit the pass rush for that. Um, there were a couple of cases of just like mildly blown coverage, but nothing extreme. Uh, also, huge, huge credit to Carl Loftus for stepping in when OC Brothers was out. Carl Loftus looked great. Um, I, I like, I like where it's going, and I've been saying that since week one, uh, even after we lost to Fresno State. Um, so, you know what? No notes. Bold move by, uh, bold move by Walters to uh, take the reins there. But he didn't like what he saw, and he wanted to right the ship, and the season's still young, and so now it's uh, two and three instead of one and four. And, oh, that was a, that was a very big second win. Yeah, that was a huge win. I really do feel like Ryan Walters and his sort of five-man front defense, I felt like they really sort of needed a proof-of-concept win. Uh both for recruiting and for the fan base. And, you know, we, we bring him in as a defensive guy, and his the defense has been bad for the first, you know, several weeks. And so him taking over and sort of giving Purdue fans that, you know, this is what it looks like. Um, does Kevin Kane uh, take back over at some point in the future? Obviously not now. Uh, anytime soon. Walters has said he'll continue to call a defense. Um, you know, that's something that they can sort of look at in the past, uh, as it goes down the line. Um, Purdue is very familiar with having a head coach call a uh, call um, one side of the ball with Jeff Brom being the offensive coordinator slash head coach. Um, and now we've transitioned to the defensive coordinator slash head coach. I feel like all we have left is special teams coordinator <laughs> slash head coach. Um, so, God willing, that happens. Yeah, hopefully someday we get a, a head coach who also is the special teams coordinator. And, and maybe like uh, 20, 2077, let's say. I'll be long gone. But uh <laughs> So let's switch over to offense because we scored 44 points. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, and, dude, in that Monday press conference, Ryan Walters had said, uh, had said um, I think we kind of have, and I'm paraphrasing, I think we kind of have like a three-headed monster here, and I think we should give these guys more touches. Uh, Tracy's vision, great. Mockaby. Finally cleaned up some of that ball security stuff. He's been great. And then uh, Dylan... Downing. Dylan Downing, yeah. He's uh, finally getting some more touches, and they each had one one uh, rushing touchdown. Spread out the ball really well there. So that and the tight ends and the wide receiving core looks good, even though there's not like that big outside sideline receiver that most teams would want. 
Hudson Card throws a very pretty football when he's given time, and he had a lot more time this week than he has in others. I, I was saying, man, once this offense clicks, it's really going to click, and that's exactly what happened. And I'm glad to be right about something for once. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Hudson Card made some NFL-level throws out there on Saturday. Uh, the one, I don't know, it's... I can't remember what quarter he's in. It's either the third or fourth quarter. He uh, throws uh, from one hash to the other, I think, and he just lost the ball into Dion Bur- or, uh, Sheffield for a first down over his head and just drops it right in the basket as he's going towards the sideline. That was, that was a pro throw. I mean, with, you know, able to control the speed, trajectory, get it over the guy's head. Um, he moved around well. Um, I mean, that's what we what Purdue thought they were getting from Hudson Card. I mean, there's a reason why he was a top 100 player in the nation. Um, There's a reason why he was definitely competing for that uh, Texas starting job. Uh, So, I mean, he's a talented guy. And if he gets settled in, um, as Garrett Miller makes his first appearance, that's, I feel vindicated. I feel like all off season, I was like, oh, Garrett Miller's gonna come in and they're going to have him split the safeties. And that, that's exactly what they did for that touchdown. He runs that little uh, uh, route, splits the safeties right down the seam, and Carr just laid it right on him. Um, so, I mean, the offense has potential. and The offensive line can hold up. Um, I mean, that's the sort of breaking point, right? Um I feel like quarterback set, running back. I feel like Tracy is maybe moved to the top of the depth chart. Uh, you know, Mockaby did have a fumble in that last game. And again, um, and it's just, it sucks for him because it's, he fumbles when he tries too hard. He needs to go. Like just go down. Go down. Yeah. Like that extra three. But like it's hard because that's really sort of what makes him. Uh, a good running back is that all-out effort bouncing off and, you know, flailing around. Um, but Team Illinois was just punching away at that ball. As soon as they saw him sort of start going down, flailing around a little bit, um, they weren't, they were looking to just keep him up and knock that ball out. So, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's, it's, I don't know if it's something that he's going to be able to correct. It's, it's something that he needs to work on, but it's just such an integral part of his running style. And, his, you know, he has an unorthodox style, and that's part of it, I guess. Yeah, and like you've mentioned before, he does kind of, like, swim his arms and kind of do, like, that butterfly <laughs> motion. And, I mean, that that's when the ball's susceptible to being popped out of there by any uh, any linebacker who's watched any film. Yeah. Um, but... I, I really want to say real quick, like, the footwork from Garrett Miller on that touchdown to get open with three Illinois defenders just getting lost behind him. That was great. Burks's footwork as well, and that effort touchdown he had to the corner where he just outran people. It was, it was very, very satisfying to watch. Uh... They turn their hips well. Their footwork is great. Burks is faster than a lot of people. Uh, 
I think this offense is finally starting to realize what they can and can't do well. And again, that's another thing that Ryan Walters had said in his uh, press conference this past week. Um, and, you know, you're a first-year head coach. you really got to take some time and learn what your strengths are because you're playing actual teams instead of just practicing. Uh, and I really feel like they're starting to find out where they're good and where they're not so likely to be successful. I don't want to say bad, but they know what chances they should take, I think. And I can see Purdue going on a little bit of a winning streak here after finding some offensive identity. Absolutely. And, you know, I, like you said, Deion Burke, Purdue's offense suddenly got, they're starting really fast. Like, They've got some serious speed when you're, you're talking about handing the ball off to Tyrone Tracy um, or throwing it to him out of the backfield and now running those uh, jet sweeps with uh, with Burks and getting him going. I really like the jet sweep. Yeah, so getting him going, uh, moving off to the outside, and now you've got Miller back to maybe once you've got the, that those two safeties having to flank outside so far because you've got... Tracy going one way and Burks the other way out, and you've got Garrett Miller down the middle. Um, there's Claire looks of, great too. Great, Shout yeah. out to Max Claire. Very nice. Hopefully Max is feeling better. I don't know. He hurt. He was hurt late in the game, um, and he's been great uh, this year. But um, yeah, no, there's real. Darren and I have been sort of talking about this and why this team's been so frustrating is like you watch it. And when they do the right thing... You see the potential. It's there right in front of your eyes, and then they don't always... Yeah, this was the first game where where they didn't commit all those back-breaking holding calls. They didn't have just a terrible turnover uh, early in the game. Um, and they, you know, they came out and uh, you know played well from the start and didn't have to come back, and, and I just dominated that game, really. Um and boy, if I'm an Illinois fan, I am concerned. Would you say you're uh, Illinois? I would be very Illinois at Burt Bielma right now. <laughs> Burt! <laughs> Shout out to our boy Burt. I'm very familiar with him from when he was uh, coaching in Arkansas. Oh, Burt and Burt. Man, that's got to be tough, dude. Oof. I mean, you get smoked by Ryan Walters, who's jumped back into Colin defenses. And, uh, and you just employed him. Anyways, probably good for recruiting because I'm going to guess that Ryan Walters is probably interested in a lot of people for Purdue that he was interested with at Illinois. So, um, Yeah, some of those kids who he was recruiting as juniors are now seniors and still uh, on the market. So um, I would venture to say that that is a positive. Definitely a positive there. Um, and again, first home win for Ryan Walters, that's obviously key. I really needed that to make sure we're we're holding you know fan uh, interest. I feel like that the fans have stuck with them for the first few home games. Um, it was still packed when I was watching. I yeah. Mean, uh, uh, it also, if you were there, it looked like a lovely day. I was obviously several hundred miles south, but it looked like a lovely day in West Lafayette. So I hope you enjoyed it if you were there. Let me tell you, Garrett was in pure hell uh, during the Purdue game because Georgia was struggling with Auburn in all of the ways Garrett secretly said that they would struggle but didn't want to say it out loud. So he definitely did whisper it, though. 
And so, um, all I'm saying is that Garrett was in pain this entire game. Well, it was, it was also difficult because the stream I had for the Purdue game on my laptop uh, was cropped in a really weird format, so I was only seeing, like, I'd say two-thirds of the field. Uh, the aspect ratio was way off, and nobody would fix it, so that was fun. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I had a heck of a Saturday, um, but, man, it was so satisfying to see Purdue score that 45 points, 44 points I said they could score this year. And you know what else was satisfying? If any of y'all watched the Clemson-Syracuse game, the first time Garrett Schrader took off for a run against Clemson, a defensive end almost sent him to the nether world. Like, definitely shadow realm, <laughs> fumble, the ball flood, Clemson. And, it, you know, it made me feel good that it was somebody hit him. And he did not play very well after that. I don't think he's learned from that helicopter incident back when he was uh, Mississippi State's quarterback. I, I tell you, watching that game, that first run, I was like, oh, God, not this. No. I see, And then he just got obliterated. And I was like, oh, that's so... I mean, I'm glad he is okay, healthy. He's one of my favorite non-Purdue, Clemson, Kansas State players. No, he's, he's fun to watch. He's, he's fun very to watch. fun to watch, but it was just like... I thought I was going to have to watch him run all over another one of my teams, and it was distressing. Yeah, no, you'll you'll never catch me rooting for, like, an Indiana player or for my Georgia side, the uh, the Florida or Auburn player, but there are plenty of players where I can admit, all right, they're fun to watch, fine. I like your style of play. You're very athletic. You do cool things. How about former Indiana quarterback uh, Penix out there in Washington finally healthy and balling? Dude, there's a there's a uh, sports station here in Athens uh, that was talking about him ad nauseum for a while, just based upon the year that kid has had. And good, good for him, I guess. I'm just glad he's not doing it for the Hoosiers. Yeah, I mean, oh man, if you're an Indiana fan, that dude just could not stay healthy. And they were actually kind of good when he was. And oh, it's it's a shame. I would say it's a shame, Garrett. It's a gosh darn shame. It is a gosh darn shame. And, you know, I'm glad that he has recovered and hopefully goes on to have a long and prosperous career both at Washington and in the NFL. And on that note, I think we are going to go ahead and uh, call it a Illinois review, um, so we don't Illinois you uh, by staying on too long. That was his joke first. I just said it first. I mean, uh, I have to give him credit. Oh, that felt good. That felt really good. Um, moving moving forward, Garrett, what, what's the, what's the takeaway from this game? What's Purdue take from this game uh, over to the Iowa game coming up on Saturday? Uh, well, if you can score 44 points, you're going to beat Iowa. Ooh, wow. Very <laughs> so, true. so, you know, we saw that we're offensively capable. That's what we wanted to see all year because, again, we were saying, this is so frustrating because when we do the things right, we look like almost a world-beating offense. Uh, and we finally put up points in the 40s. Um, so, shown that we're offensively capable. Defensively, showed that they're very resilient. Uh, again, some blown coverage somewhere, but overall, Ben, don't break. I liked what I saw. Um, but again, man, this 
if this team just just showed that they could score 44 points on somebody, they've shown that they can potentially do it again. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the offensive uh, sort of continuity. I like what I saw. Uh, I feel like Harold's found a good mix of that outside zone run game with Tracy. Um, I feel like he's going to be end up being the primary back. He's such a good one-cut back where they just sort of stretch it towards the sidelines and he finds that crease and just sticks his foot in the ground and goes. Lockerbie does that pretty well, too. I just feel like Tracy's just a little, got that little more explosion out of that cut. Um, and he's, uh, man, tell you what, what a smart move by this coaching staff to get uh, Tracy uh, uh, to running back. But anyways, um, yeah, I think uh, I think just the offensive sort of swagger, confidence, uh, if that can carry over to Iowa, 21 points is the same as 42 points. So um, if they can take three, score three touchdowns Saturday, I think uh, the defense is good enough to uh, hold Iowa to less than that. Yeah, no, uh, real quick, just that, I think it was a counter, uh, a counter play on Tracy's first touchdown, and his oh. cut, his cut there was oh. gorgeous. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, you what, gorgeous. Yeah, we've gone from boiler up down south to boiler up up north. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, Tracy's vision is what I really like, and I think, yeah, I, I at this point, he probably is at the top of the depth chart at running back, and again, brilliant, brilliant coaching move, and I think more proof that this coaching staff is recognizing who their playmakers are. Also, like, guys, don't go to Iowa out of, like, high school. Like, you could have just been at Purdue for all four years. It would have been great. Unless you're, like, a really good punter. If you're, yeah, really, if you're, you're a really good punter, good punter dude, but, your, your NFL draft stock is, like, fifth round. But just, like, don't waste, don't waste your time in Iowa playing, like, receiver because, like, I mean, it's bleak. It's real bleak. Yeah, it worked out for Charlie Jones. It did work out. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out for Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's time uh, to call it a night, and uh, we'll talk to y'all on uh, Friday for the big Iowa preview. Yeah, y'all come back now. You hear a shout out to uh, to Chuck Sizzle.